Hello, and welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer-tasting podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, and with me, as always, is... It's me, it's Michael. Michael, I would first like to apologize for hitting the hot button last week. Uh, We had an episode entitled, I believe, Drinking the Flavor Aid. (laughs) That's true. Uh, You know, we, we... well, with modern technology and the fact that we're recording, you know, the night before this episode comes out, we've had plenty of time to uh, pile up and get all of the information, all the feedback from people. And, you know, I've had, a, I, I realize that some of those stories on the books might not be exactly for what, you know, people listen to this podcast for. <laughs> and I'd like to apologize. And, uh, Michael, one question for you, though. What's that? Did you get your copy of Dianetics that I sent you in the mail? <laughs> uh, I read it front to back. Of course you did. And I'm ready for some deep auditing sessions. Uh, sweet. Uh, it, I, I, don't, I don't know where that came from. I was trying to think of more mumbo jumbo and lingo, uh, but S- I can't. SPs. Yeah, SPs. Uh, SPs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's. I'm, I already read the Scientology book for this year. I'm not going to read another. En- enough hoo-ha, enough hooey and applesauce. Michael, give me a beer break. I will do that. Okay, so we had our Sumerian Summer Series. We That's did. That's done and dusted. It is. A uh, few ups, a few downs, but uh, I want to get some summer beer breaks in before they're off the shelf. What a coincidence. And just so people know about them. Yeah. Me too. So I picked up something that was really interesting and something that I quite enjoyed. Um, I got... New Belgium Day Blazer. I've not heard of this one. Yeah, I saw it at a Target. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It was a 15-pack. Oh. A little under $15. So they're going tailgate ready. Yes, it's essentially New Belgium's, I don't want to say light beer, but, you know, they're, they call it an easygoing ale. A, a session ale for day-long drinking binges, one might say. Yeah. All right. And I got it for, we hosted two dinner parties, and, like, this is going to be an agreeable beer pretty much for anybody there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not super hoppy. It's not super high ABV. Pretty mm-hmm. much anybody can enjoy it. It's just this light ale. It has. It's not like drinking a light beer, though. It's not insipid. It does have a decent malt flavor, a very, very light hop flavor at the end, 4.8% ABV. Uh-huh. The IBU is 13. So it's it's a light lighter beer. I don't want to say light beer just cuz it's pejorative. Less but it's heavy. a lighter beer with a pedigree that has some flavor to uh-huh. it. And um so it was really good. So I've been enjoying that. I've had some leftover the past week or so. And what was and the name of that one again? Dayblazer. Dayblazer. Okay. Easy going ale. Yeah, if you ever have a thing where you kind of need to be diplomatic about the beer you get, I think this is a great way to do it cuz everybody's going to enjoy it. Hmm. Just a nice oh, there it is. blonde color, sweet, but not too sweet, subtle hop, uh-huh. not too hoppy, light body. Just a hint of honey? Like, yep. Less less dense, not less flavorful? Yes. Interesting. I shall keep my eyes peeled. What's your beer brag, Jeremy? So, Michael, I also decided to uh, take in these last few days of summer, and I did it with Alaskan Brewing's Summer Kolsch-style ale. Ah, uh-huh, I like Alaskan. I do, too. Um, How is this one? This one's actually pretty solid. I don't 
was we just had a straight up Kolsch on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Goffle. Goffle. I can always I can never remember the name of it. But this one was obviously not a straight up Kolsch because it didn't come from Köln, Germany. Mm-hmm. Yes. I it, it came from Alaska. We're learning. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. Eventually <laughs> I do learn. Oh, I've seen this before. Has it the big killer it's, whale? It's got an orca. An orca, Michael. Oh, the name killer sorry. whale is derogatory. <laughs> I'm not woke as far as animals go. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> it had a few hints of a Kolsch, namely the fizziness to it, um, the, the effervescence, the light crisp flavor to it. But it mm-hmm. also had like a little bit of honey. And usually I find that kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So honey is real easy to go overboard on. Yeah. But this one balanced it out really well. There's a little bit of citrus, a little bit of honey, a little bit of malt, uh, little to no hops, as one might expect in a summer ale. I think the mm-hmm. I think the IBUs are somewhere in, uh, 18. So okay. I gave it a 3.75. It's a it was a pretty delightful beer. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. But summer um, summer's on the way out. Yeah, have to wait another year for it. But Michael, we get dark beer now. Right. Yay, dark beer. Jeremy, it's kind of funny bringing up dark beer and oh, really? You know the changes in the season because we got an article sent to us, oh, some really? communication. Dios mio! Friend of the show, Michelle, sent in an article from Washington Post. Ooh, a reputable outlet. Yes. Democracy dies in darkness, Michael. <laughs> that's right. That's their little tagline. Yeah. The article is: It's August and pumpkin beers are flooding the stores. Why can't you find one on tap? <laughs> And basically the article, it's actually like a very well-written journalistic article, so it's kind of hard just to put together a few sound bites. But Mm -hmm. um, it kind of says you're probably noticing pumpkin beers on the shelves now. And it goes on to explain that there was some outrage, quote-unquote, or, you know, people just tweeting at these brewers and being like, what? Why is Buh, this on the pumpkin, uh, pumpkin yeah. sp- What's next? Pumpkin spice hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they say that a lot of the, and it's kind of, you know, intuitive what you would think. Sure. A lot of stuff in stores is based on pre-sales. And once the summer stuff goes out of stock, they have to fill that spot right away. So if they don't put a, a pumpkin beer on the shelf to fill that spot, Another brewery will just take it, hmm. basically, more Interesting. or less. The reason why you don't find it in restaurants on tap is because uh, there's pretty much a very short turnaround time for restaurants. Oh, God, yes. And their kegs. You've seen what Iowa City looks like on a Friday, Saturday morning. <laughs> there's beer trucks right. parked so, everywhere, man. Yeah. So they don't want to have a bunch of pumpkin beers stored in their frigidaires. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't use it because nobody at this time of year, well, Especially like two weeks ago when it was, at least here, it was like in the 80s. 85 degrees outside. You yeah. don't want a hearty, pumpkin-y, thick, syrupy quaff. You want yeah. a day blazer or a summer Kolsch from Alaskan. So that's true. And that's why you're not going to find it on tap. I got ya. So yeah, it made sense. It also went on to cite some statistics that the sales of pumpkin beers perhaps had fallen. Imagine that. It's almost like they saturated the market. <laughs> yeah. So we might be seeing, um, I don't know, maybe some correction, marketplace correction of those. So it was an interesting article. I recommend checking it out. Like, There's a, kind of a lot more there. They yeah. actually talk to distributors and restaurant owners and 
people in the biz, if you will. So you get some good uh, perspective with the whole thing. So uh, fun story on a distribution sort of level. Um, I was recently at the Deadwood here in Iowa City. Uh, I had an. After- Do they still have the cigarette machine there? I mean, probably. I, I don't know if it ever functioned, but I remember I went. Oh, in there I and guarantee you that thing functioned. <laughs> Were you ever in there before the smoking ban went into effect? I no. You could not see to the back. Okay. okay. Serious, seriously, <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. Uh, Alaskan Council of the Show can vouch for that one. Okay. I had an afternoon to myself, and I was out roaming around. I went to some stores, and I was reading that uh, the the Hitler book I talked about last week. Which, <laughs> yeah, <we're, okay. laughs> because if you're going to read in a bar in Iowa City, you do it either at the Dublin Underground or you do it at the Deadwood. I mean, sure. It was it was like one in the afternoon, and uh, there was a Cubs game on TV. Now, one of the calling cards of the Deadwood in Iowa City is that during all Cubs games that are televised, they have one dollar or two dollar, one or two dollar, I don't know. They have very very cheap PBR cans. I think okay. I think it's two dollar cans. Tall boys? Not tall boys. Maybe it is okay. a dollar. I don't I don't know. It's it's very very cheap can of beer. Is 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 my point? And okay. I walked in there ready to sit down and read and there's two guys who were clearly either new students or uh visiting or something because they they obviously had not been in there before okay and they were talking about the pbr and the bartender apparently is the at that time was the one who does the beer ordering Uh and he revealed that they are the number one consumer of pabst blue ribbon in the state of Iowa by like a significant margin. <laughs> uh, wow. Like to, like to the point where uh, I, I wish I would have written it down, but he said he ordered something like four kegs a week of, wow. P- of PBR. Of uh, just PBR. Of yeah. just PBR. Uh, I believe he, I don't know how many cases of bottles, but he said at least 20, 30 packs of cans of PBR. Wow. Uh, he also mentioned there was some new restaurant bar hybrid thing in Des Moines that was trying to claim the mantle of largest PBR consumer in Iowa. And <laughs> like even to the point where they had made an, uh, a mural on this, like number one PBR, blah, blah, blah. And then the, uh, <laughs> the guy, the distributor comptroller or whatever the equivalent is came in yeah. and was like, that's factually inaccurate. Just saying <laughs> But it was fascinating, and I really wish, now that I think about it, that I would have written down the exact numbers, because it was a staggering amount of PBR. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, that's fascinating. (laughs) I thought it might have gone to Joe's place, because they, well, they go through a lot of cans, I think. They go through a lot of cans, yes. Yeah. But uh, he he did mention that if, if you go from, like, Jan 1 to Deck 31... In the early part of the year, like January through March, April, that uh, George's Buffet in Iowa City actually oh. holds the record. But then ba- uh, baseball season starts and the deal kicks in, and well, ah, uh, that that's where they, they that's where they get the the label at. Nice, that's interesting. I found that wildly fascinating, and I may have yeah. to go back there and ask for like specific numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. OPBR. I know we taste tested it and proved me wrong, but it's still my favorite. <laughs> yeah, 
You got it. Yeah, that's in your heart, and yeah. I guess you gotta rate with your heart. That's right, man. I don't like rating with my stomach, but <laughs> but but fascinating about the pumpkin beer, Michael. I'm a. I did. I, t- I talked about that atomic pumpkin. Yes, last week, and yeah. that was a little bit weirder. It wasn't quite as gourdy or pumpkin. <laughs> the the spice really kind of made it not feel like sheer blasphemy right away to have a pumpkin yeah. beer in the middle of August. Pumpkin extract or something. Like yeah. or pumpkin spice flavoring. Um, you, you, one last thing before we move on from the pumpkins. I okay. think I've grown more weary of the people who complain about pumpkin spice than the actual pumpkin spice. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, the pendulum has kind of swung the other it's way. It's gone like, the other way. If you don't like it, just don't partake. Like, it's, nobody's forcing you to drink this stuff. Coffee or beer or whatever. I, I could understand how you can get like a little chappy when th- when it's just like every like when fads come and go. But it's yeah. like, I, I didn't understand the uh, appeal of Pokemon Go, but I'm not going to stand around just bickering about it for, Yelling. like... Yelling, yeah. There's there's better things to yell about. <laughs> right, right. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and we might have a few of those on the show. We got a swap coming up, we so... We do. Maybe I'll grab sure. a couple seasonals, and come October, November, we'll have them in the lineup i guess i i I need to start looking for the swap crap too Uh, we got time (laughs) we got a couple weeks we got a couple weeks all right jeremy so as we've learned from just the proceedings of this show so far you know you're you have very unique tastes and you're very opinionated yeah and i thought i would try you know i have been just like over the past week like a, a random question popped in my mind to ask you okay and then i kind of with that i wrote it down and then i'm as i you know just throughout the week i'm like oh i wonder what jeremy's take is on that you know i heard a song on the radio what is his is he gonna be pumpkin spicy about this or is he gonna <laughs> not care or is he gonna really like it and not surprisingly uh the opposite of what i thought so i i hope this isn't going where i think it's going <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is hot button. Well, no, 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 not not hot, <laughs> not not hot button. That that is that's not my uh, concern. But continue. Okay. Well, this was the original question uh-huh. I wanted to ask you. In the nineties, you were growing up, did you like uh, one of these two things? Did you like the Chicago Bulls? More generally, did you like b-ball nineteen nineties? No, I would. I would. Okay. I, I thank you, Michael. I'm aware. Uh. No, not so much. Uh, personally, I I can't really get into professional sports too much, like American mm-hmm. professional sports. Um, I like the sport of basketball. I bought season tickets to the uh, to the Iowa Hawkeyes this year. College hoop. I like college. I th- I think I like uh, college sports better because uh, there's constant turnover. You're not going to see LeBron James for 15 years <laughs> just run roughshod over everyone. So no, I was not a even as a young lad. No, my my dad was always a, about college ball and NASCAR oh, unfortunately. Okay. So from an early age. While he was watching NASCAR, the Chicago Cubs and college sports, I was reading Stephen King novels. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So that's a little Yeah, I start I started there. early, probably a little bit too early. <laughs> APM Pod Origins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Question two of three, right here. Uh huh. Do you respect Madonna 
Do I respect? That is a good question. Um, L- long career? Long career, but U2 has a long career, and that doesn't oh, mean anything. Oh, that's a good compare. Well, and then some, you know, I know it's pop, but she had a lot of, like, in her prime in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, try try mid-80s. Uh, yeah, I guess it even goes back further. Um, um, I guess it's 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 hard because respect comes the level of respect that one has for a musician comes so much from what you think of their work or at least in my opinion anyways mm-hmm. I guess yes question mark I, okay. I can respect okay. the fact that she was willing to push the boundaries of yeah. what was acceptable in the 80s which was you know notorious for the PMRC PRMC whatever it was the Tipper Gore nonsense oh yeah 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 I think it was PMRC because I think it was Resource Council. So while I main I my problem with pop music, at least the electronica e stuff that I hear is that it seems like it's designed to be disposable, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. If you want to go out and dance and not hear the same 10 songs over and over again, that's great. That's fine. Whatever. But I think when it's just a singer and there's not, like, a huge range in Madonna's case, Mm -hmm. like, she doesn't exactly, uh, she's not exactly a Mariah Carey in the the vocal department. Um, Okay. I can respect Mariah Carey for the, just the the talent of her vocal range, I think, Mm -hmm. but she seems like kind of a crab apple. (laughs) <laughs> in some regards yeah so short answer yes with a but you have no reason to disrespect her per se i i maybe i heard her songs way too much at the department store that i worked at in high school Ooh, it, that can kill yeah, that can kill yeah so i i it. really kind of hate a number of the songs but We'll go. We'll, we'll go with yes, just because of the. Uh, she was willing to push the buttons in the '80s when they needed to be pushed. In the '90s, when she was trying to push buttons, she was. There, there's a South Park where uh, uh, Kenny is. Di- it's the one where Kenny like dies, like mm-hmm. dies, dies. Yeah. In like season five or six or something like that, and the Make a Wish Foundation comes in and they ask him if he wants to meet Madonna. And he goes into a foul mouth tirade that I won't repeat here. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it ends with, and now she speaks with a British accent for some reason. So that, that kind of irritated me. Um, the 90s, I, the 90s were kind of a black hole for mainstream music. Yeah. Pop music anyways. Yeah. Once you got past like 93, 94, it was kind of a black hole. Very well thought out answer. Uh, I try, I try, Michael. Very articulate. Last question. That's funny because I feel like I was rambling. <laughs> well, it was a little rambly, but um, that's kind of what I do. I I think there were some nuggets in there. That's good. This was taken from a Doughboys podcast from a while ago, huh. um, and it's actually been on my docket for a long time. I'm asking it now. Are you a gummy or a choco when it comes to candy? What is a chogo? Choco? Chocolate. Oh, Choco. I thought you said Chogo. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I did say Choco. Uh, Choco, Choco. Gummy. 100%. You're, oh, you're a gummy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I like I like chocolate. I don't have any like real problem with it, but mm-hmm. as uh, 
girlfriend of the show will attest, if someone sits one of those like one pound bags of gummy worms in front of me, I'm going to <laughs> eat myself ill. I've done it what before. What about those pe- peachos? Oh, I love the peaches. Peaches are pretty great. <laughs> it's I, I don't know. I I like I like the chewy aspect of it. I like the mm-hmm. I like the sour. Uh, the bright crawlers, those are pretty solid. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> the bright crawlers. Yeah. The, just the even the worst gummy is still pretty good. Whereas whereas bad chocolate can get pretty bad. That's what I was gonna say. The the chocolate showing of, of common chocolates, at least in the U.S., is it's pretty abysmal. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Fun size things are, are like chalky and salty and not chocolatey at all. I I, I like um, the I like Snickers. I, I'll, well, Snickers. I'll well, that has take the peanuts snack. at least. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the gummies. Uh, it, at one point, I was I almost bought a five pound gummy worm, like a, a single five pound oh. gummy worm, <laughs> like that you have to use a fork and oh, knife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw the gummy bear. I've not seen a gummy worm. I, I got real close to buying that thing. We're like, <laughs> no, it, it's going to turn into Homer in the sandwich if I do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sub question, corollary. Twizzlers are red vines. Ah, see, they red vines, man. Okay, okay. Twi- Twizzlers are not bad. They just don't have the uh, the texture is a little bit too waxy. Yeah, I I would agree. Although would Twizzlers agree. are pretty delightful when used as a straw in a movie theater, <laughs> and they get all hard. That's pretty. Good. Yeah, right. I like that. All right. Ugh. Well, well, thank you for answering my question, Jeremy. I think we have a little more insight to your perspective on these hard-hitting topics like yeah like madonna and pop music and good gummy worms <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah if you have any questions for me or jeremy just send them on in and we'll address them the hard-hitting need to know questions i agree and michael i'm gonna have to think up some to uh put you on the spot with <laughs> okay that sounds that sounds good we'll uh, make it a recurring segment i, I dig it i'm down uh jeremy is it Time for the FDR? I think it is. Michael, what do we got this week? And for, well, but first of all, why don't you tell the people what an FDR is? Yes. Every episode is someone's first. So the FDR, anyway, is where we find a beer, drink a beer, and then we rate the beer. It's a very interesting brew this week. I agree. Maybe it's a donation. Jeremy, tell us more about what this brew is, where you got it. This is... Pipeworks Brewing from Chicago, Illinois, and this is Ninja vs. Unicorn Double IPA. This is, uh, as I've established, I did little to no work in gathering the beer for <laughs> this trade. I put Council of the Show and Cousin of the Show on it, uh, and they, they came up with some good stuff. Uh, co- they delivered. Cousin of the Show lives in the, the heart of Chicago, and he came through. We got some more good stuff coming from him pretty soon. But we're starting off with a delightfully unhinged-looking double IPA. Uh, yes, can is gnarly, man. Can is a work of art in all senses of that term. Uh, yep. Um, you have a enraged-looking unicorn. Frothing, even. Uh, frothing, yeah. Uh, squaring off, butting heads with a ninja who has his own kind of amazing motif, his bleary eyes, the rising sun behind him. He could scissor this horse's head off at any time. But the horse is fighting back and biting those swords it's to true. prevent that. It's true. Uh, uh, it's crazy. Look it up. 
It's pr- um, uh, the one on their website, pdubs.net slash ninja versus unicorn, is not quite the same. I have a feeling it's an old version of the label. Um, it's not as cool. Oh, okay. It looks similar, but the one on the can is far more brutal. Uh, in any case, this one clocks in. Uh, the website says 9%, but the can says 8%. I wonder if we're dealing with a retool or something here, maybe? Or? It's possible. Uh, the malts, as of whenever this web page was designed, were two-row Munich special roast white wheat, interesting, hmm. and acidulated malt. Hops are CTZ, which I've, I don't know if I've heard of, Centennial, uh-huh. Falconer's Flight, Zythos, Cascade, Chinook, Falconer's Seven Seas, and Simcoe. With Jeez. dextrose adjuncts, so I assume they just kind of <laughs> threw some corn sugar in there to beef it up. It's a tall boy. It is a One tall pint. boy. Uh, Michael, have you had anything from Pipeworks before? I have not. I'm assuming maybe it's a newer brewery. I don't know that much about it. Uh, you know, that's a really good question. Um, I've In the times that I've been going out to uh, Chicago for Riot Fest, which is coming up in a little bit... I've seen them around. I've seen this beer around. I'm pretty sure I've had this at some point. Um, but Pipeworks Brewing is a Chicago-based craft brewery, starting by Garrett Lewis and B.J. Olson. Oslin, excuse me. Opened in 2012. Uh, they've been expanding quite quite crazily. Um, some of their other beers... Did they make a collabro with Run the Jewels? Uh, maybe. So I know someone did a collaboration with Run the Jewels, and I think they're a New York-based brewery. I think it was the Stay okay. Gold Golden Ale. Yeah, that's what this says, and it, it says uh, Pipeworks Brewing will be collaborating with Run the Jewels. Holy crap. With the third iteration of Stay Gold IPA. Holy crap. Oh, that's right. They do a different one each they time. They rotate breweries? I I guess so. Oh. It's, it's, it's pretty great no matter what. Uh but, yeah, now that I look at the list, I can tell you I've had their Lizard King, Mosaic Hopta, Pale Ale. Um, all of these things have insanely gnarly labels on them. We've got uh-huh. Blood of the Unicorn, Warbird, Glaucus, Belgian Style, Pale Ale. I mean, the list goes on, and that's just the hoppy stuff. Their stouts appear to be called Abduction, like Very Berry Abduction, Cinnamon Abduction, uh, things of that... Holy crap, this has got to be like a... Go to go to net slash beers at some time and like, look at all these beers. This is pretty crazy. They can't all be out here. That's They must that, be kind of a special brew, temporary... Aha! I, have, I knew that that was them. The last Pipeworks that I had was there. Hey, careful, man, there's a beverage here. White brush and imperial milk stout. I, I okay. uh, 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 needless to say, uh, based on the Big Lebowski, but it was it is very good. I'll tell you that much. Maybe you said this. They did open in 2012. I did say that. Yes. Right when I leave Chicago, I know. Right. All these sweet craft breweries start well, popping up. Like I says. I was. I'm going out there in a couple of weeks, so if you need me to hit, uh, oddly enough, when you'll be coming down here, I'll be out there. <laughs> so if you need me to pick up anything on your behalf, let me know, and I'll do that. All right. But I will let you know. But. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Off the rails here. 
Yeah. Let, let, there's, I didn't find a ton on the website about it, so let's get down to it, shall we? Yeah, let's find out about it ourselves. Hops in the house. Holy cow. Whoa. Yeah, I put my nose right up to it. and Is this similar to like looking at the uh, eclipse, Michael? <laughs> Where now you're going to have a little dot in your nose the whole, for the rest of your life? It, it reminded me of the time, my very first uh, job in the lab. And there was some acetic acid, glacial. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I work with this every day, Michael. And I don't know what I was doing, but I almost uh, I caught a whiff you of it. You get Gus Snoot full of GAA. And then uh, I almost passed out. Like, I felt really lightheaded. And, it uh, you know, I caught myself. And, like, okay, I will be more careful about placing this in the fume hood completely. Yeah. And, um not putting my face anywhere near it. My favorite reference to glacial acetic acid is the world's funkiest vinaigrette. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. And what was that from? That's from a coworker of mine. <laughs> anyway, um, we got oh, we got hops on drugs. hops on hops on this one. Just layered on top of each other. It's very hoppy so smell. So it's and it's it doesn't seem to be angling just for like the one aspect of hops be it the dankness or the fruity aspect yeah. or the uh take your pick yeah it's like a bevy of different hops um as you mentioned the color is a would you call that golden it's very hazy though i'd say this is a stay gold michael um <laughs> it's almost opaque too i mean light gets through but like objects on the other side are not readily visible need to listen to that album michael it's pretty great and they're free all run the jewels albums are free Really? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, it's pretty great. You can just go on runthejewels.net and download all three of them if you wish. And I, re- and I highly recommend you do. Michael, while I was rambling off topic yet again, did you go in and sneak a drink? I, I didn't. Oh, well, did you, you? you should have because I did. Okay. Go for it. It's the perfect opportunity. Okay, here we go. Ooh. So the Sumerian series was a fun experiment, but man, <laughs> it is good to be back. Yeah, this just kicked down the screen door and said, hey, you idiot, fall is here. <laughs> I like that finish. At least initially, anyway. Had a really crisp pop at the end. Pop of what? Like pop rocks? Like there's like a car- like some sort of weird carbon bomb in your mouth of some sort? Or is it just the, uh, is there a specific hoppy flavor that you're getting? Yeah, just a, almost a, kind of a splash of citrusy kind of hop right at the end. Yep, that's uh, what I was thinking too. Of many, though, that's the thing. It's oh hard. yeah, it's a wash with hoppy flavors. Um, oddly enough, it's not giving the uh, the spray paint effect. Yeah, at it's least not, not. It's not, which is initially, yeah, which is incredibly surprising because with that many hops, that heavy of a, uh, well, I'm assuming a malt backbone, but who knows? Maybe it's just a dextrose. Mm. You would expect this to just like sit like right on the back of your tongue like a ruination yeah. or a ruin 10 or something along those lines yeah and just or a hop smack. stay there um hours after you've had it and i'm sure this one will stick around and we'll have a nice uh hoppy breath for a while yeah but at least initially it's 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 not it's crisp it's, and... it's not uh latching onto the tongue yeah it's um it's not boozy either that eight no it's not it's, um, i think the hops cover that up well and it does you get much of a malt out of this one, Michael? I mean, it's clear that there's malt there, but 
it's weird. I feel like it has a stiff backbone, but because there's just an yeah. insane amount of hops in this thing. It's there's a, not like a malt flavor, but there's a malt like a feel. Feel, yeah, malt yeah. feel and um there's the hops aren't um it's not like drinking hop tea, you know, water and hops. It's we should do that. Clearly. Sometime. I think I tried that before and it did not taste oh. good. Well, you should have put it through like a soda stream or something like that. Hmm, there's an idea. Holy crap, that is a good idea. <laughs> and yeah, all right, write that one down. Next episode, Michael buys a soda stream. A soda stream. <laughs> Tell what do you think about this one, Michael? Well, I'm kind of waiting for that moment for it to switch over to where it's like, okay, I've had enough of this, especially at a pint. But after four hearty gulps it's it's not done that yet it's actually oh it's not making me want to stay keep going back in so that's a good good sign i was gonna say like a green light i guess green light works that's a good analogy well with the hops and everything yeah it's like one of those brazilian restaurants where you have a little flag and like you put it all the way up if you want them to keep bringing you meat halfway if you want to slow down and then oh 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 the brazilian steakhouse what is the name of that thing i know what you're talking about there used to be one up here called Samba, but I don't think it's around anymore. That's unfortunate. So then you could further your experiences in meat <laughs> and secondhand carnivory. So yeah, flag is still raised. The flag, <laughs> even about a third third of the way through. Yeah, it's um. So the the hops are hard to describe because there's just so dang many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think citrus hop predominates. Yeah, I was going to say it points more into the citrus part. You also, it kind of is like, maybe like the grassy kind of hop too. A little bit. Little, a little bit, but more citrusy. I there's guess. a little, there's a small but vocal contingent of the dank hop mm-hmm. that's giving just that supreme bitterness that kind of comes out at the end. I think right. I think that might be that, uh, that pop you're talking about, but I could be wrong. Don't let me put words in your mouth, Michael. I'm getting a little spray paint effect as going on, but it's not. It's 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 not there, as egregious but it's as not, some other offenders. Yeah. So. Uh, do you can you think of uh, any of the other ones that have been like the worst offenders mm. on that? On the show, I'd probably have to look back. Um, Palette wrecker or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, you know, something that just parks itself on the back of your tongue and it just novelty Lee hopped. Yes, if that makes any sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Sort of like how people put habaneros in beers traditionally for a for novelty effect, but then like we get an atomic pumpkin and somehow it works out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's like, "Oh, maybe I'll be subtle." Um, this is not subtle. Well, this isn't subtle. No, but it's not ten thousand IBU. You know, one. Of, you know, how many IBUs is this bad boy? Did we say that? Did we figure it I out? I don't. Did we have that? You keep describing the beer, I'll find the IBUs. Okay. Are you getting much of a pine hop? I think part of the, you know, lingering taste is a little pininess. I'm cuz I'm assuming like every on the hop flavor wheel, pretty much it covers all quadrants. Yes, it does. Sextants, whatever, however Sextant. many zones there are. Um but so there's a little bit of everything. But the piney, like, as I'm talking now, I feel like I have, like, piney breath. To me, it's more of a, uh, it's it's more of the pithy fruit, I think, that's coming through. Because there's, there's all sorts of, like, tropical whatever smells you have going on in the front. But uh, mm-hmm. um, I like the fact that this is 
got a lower carbonation like it's not super fizzy which i feel would be like weird but it's mm-hmm. also not flat yeah that not, 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 not like either. flat flat like it's been sitting out overnight flat but just there's some pale ales that will just blah, they're just there without any uh carbonation and that kind of, i think that Zazz, can contribute no. to the uh the spray paint effect whereas with a session or in this case a double imperial whatever we're calling it it's a uh, the carbonation helps keep things light even if it does get a little uh crazy with the hops yeah i, I th- i've noticed that also ipas doubles imperials with higher abvs tend to for whatever reason tastes better to me as well than really something with a lower abv yeah i don't know if it's just um one cuts the other down or alcohol's warming effect yeah <laughs> yeah um but like with the dogfish head like oh, 30, yeah. 60 and 90 120 have not had the 120 yet doesn't steve have some of those steve steve right in was that 90 or 120 that we had because i i know we had something he had some 120 at some point. Okay, I, I think I had some of that. He got that over a year ago. But um, well, those that... other three in succession, the 90, um, to me, was by far the best. And hmm. it was a higher ABB than the rest of them. So I feel like the, anyway, I feel like there was a 150. Really? I could be wrong. He, oh, no, never mind. Never mind. I was wrong. It just Google auto filled, and I got my hopes up. Okay, because well, you know why they call them sixty, ninety, one twenty, right? Why is that? Because they hop continuously for sixty, ninety, or uh, one twenty minutes. I see. I see and then see. as the uh, as you put more hops in, obviously you have to ratchet the malts up to compensate. Or at least I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. I could be wrong. The, so this is uncorroborated, but Untapped says this one we're drinking now is 150 IBU. And I guess if you're putting that many hops in there, then I guess that makes sense. Can't you, like, not taste IBUs after 100? That's what I've seen. Yeah. But Untapped, your most hated of all apps. <laughs> uh, I don't hate I, it. I just don't like using it. Yeah, I know you hate it. I, I heard you. <laughs> How about you uh, rate this thing, Michael? Oh, boy. All right, we're getting to ratings. I guess I got to do an SOJ. I'd say I'm over halfway done now, and still it's pleasant to drink. Pretty dang good. I think good. another thing I like about it is that um, there's a lot to talk about, yeah. which we have been doing. Um, try to feel out a different flavor every 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 drink you take. Um, and every move so you make? <laughs> Do you respect the police? The band? Uh, par- at, at times. At times. I, okay. I, I, like, I, I like them when they don't get too reggae-y. Mm. That's, that's just no good for anyone. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Plus, Sting seems like kind of a big. He seems, yeah, a little pretentious. But Stuart Copeland can rail on the drums like a maniac, and it's pretty sweet. Do you like the supergroup Oysterhead? You know, I've never heard any oyster head. I need to work on that, though, because it should be up my alley. That's, well, part of it is up my alley. Less Claypool? Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's less, it's Stuart, and it's uh, the, the be- dude beard fish. dude from Fish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Trey, uh, Trey Anastasio. Yes. Yeah, I don't like Fish. They've always irritated me. 
Like the th- the thing where they like screw around at shows is cool and all like having like trampolines on stage and stuff like that. <laughs> That's cool and all, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I saw Primus. I I you know I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that Oysterhead has been a net bad thing on the world because it seems like ever since he did that, Les Claypool has been getting jammier and jammier. Ooh. I saw them. At, I saw them at Riot Fest, which I can say about a lot of bands now. I think it was uh, two, three Riot Fest, two, two Riot Fest ago, maybe three. And uh, they just jammed way too much. I was like, it was technically astounding, but it's just like, all right, I I want the Primus that I saw on uh, MTV's coverage of 1994 Woodstock. <laughs> with with all the mud and all that crap flying at the stage and singing my name is my mud, name is mud is there's mud a, is being flung at him. Boy, I opened a can of worms with that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He does say that. I was a a pretty big Primus fan back in the day. I really like Primus up to the Brown album. I like them include up to including the Brown album. Really? They were they were just in Cedar Rapids, but tickets were seventy five bucks. Mm. And that was a little bit rich for my blood. So, Jeremy will listen to a few Oysterhead tracks and get back to us next week. Will do. SOJ number two. Yes. More like sidetrack of judgment. Yeah. <laughs> um, This one's staying fresh, which is surprising for how many IBU and how many hops there are. Yeah, definitely. I kind of have to press F to pay respects on this one. Um... Because it rolled around on the stage at the VMAs in a wedding dress. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh wow! You're welcome. Nice callback. You're welcome. Jeez. You're welcome, Michael. Uh, mixing Call of Duty meme with Madonna, and we lost the audience at this point five times over. I'm going between two ratings, <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm looking at the artwork on the can, and it's pushing it to the high rating. I'm giving this a four. Interesting. I'm giving it a 4.25. Um, I think the only thing that's holding it back for me is um, as it progresses, the sweetness is just you know, like you would in any uh, double or imperial IPA. The it the sweetness is kind of uh, getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Works fine when it's like super cold. Um, if I had one of those chillsner things in the in the beer glass right now, it'd probably be fantastic. Or some sort of frozen piece of stainless steel. I don't know. Yeah. Um, still very excellent. And thanks to Cousin of the Show for hooking us up with this one. It's much appreciated. Yeah, this was a good poll for sure on many levels. Good discussion points, good artwork. Yeah, d- good beer. I agree. So, you can get in touch with us in a variety of ways. Uh, email in some articles. Email in us some questions. Email us anything. some beers. <laughs> whatever you want to do you can do that apmpod at gmail.com if you want to email us directly at apmpod on twitter that's how michelle sent us that wonderful article on pumpkin beers you can also hit us up on facebook.com slash apmpod if you like the show go ahead and subscribe on whatever format you're listening to but itunes stitcher google music are some big ones you can do that on you can also look at some little jaunty clips of the show on YouTube, and I'm I'm incorporating a little more visuals into that, some more pics. In any regard, look on YouTube for some 
little clips of the show, shareable, likable, little encapsulations of the show. Excellent. Sounds great. Yeah. I will. Well, this has been wonderful, Jeremy. It's another one down the gullet. Another one down the hole. So for Jeremy, Ivan, Michael. For Michael, Ivan, Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.